Anybody new today? Hasn't been here before? Hi, Paul. Dan R. How are you, Dan? Nice to I'm, meet you. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm brand new. You what? I'm Brian. Brian? And oh, I'm Brian, new. yes. Yeah, hi. Brand new. So, uh, <laughs> what, uh, how did you hear about this, if you don't mind me asking? Um, actually, it was through uh, one of my Rupert Spira groups that I was wow. turned, turned on to you. Rupert won't be happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> he likes you, Paul. Oh, uh, does he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. <laughs> uh, I like to have friends in, uh, in high levels. Uh, hey, so if you've, if you've been to Rupert, I don't, I've never heard Rupert, but Let's just give you our little take on the basic of non-duality, just looking at the words themselves. So obviously non means not, and then duality means two. And then there's a very uh, nearby duality, which would be called dualism, the subject-object interpretation of this event, you know, called our lives. So... Non-duality isn't really, uh, because it's a fact, it basically points to a negation of an assumed fact. That's why it, isn't, it just doesn't say one, and then it says non-duality. So there's a negation of something else, and then you find out what you are, instead of trying to find out what you are from that something else. So you really find out about the something else and there isn't a thing to something else. It's an activity that implies a thing. And so when you have a certain understanding of that and you get some free samples and get some hits on it, then you start feeling or finding out uh, the essence of non-duality, which the only way it can be described is not to, yeah? because you can't describe that but you can describe what we're not. So we're attempting to describe what we're not and the activity that reinforces it, the speed of the activity, the repetition of the activity, the mechanicalness of that activity. And in fact, it has never completed the mission it says it's already done, which is, this is the beautiful relief. It isn't you're, it isn't as you're going to get out of a sense of self, you're going to have a realization you were never in self, yeah? Or you were never, you have never, you, you have never been self. That's the solution. So the head is an activity we call selfing, you know, the mental state, and uh, then there's the perceptions and the interpretation of all these processes. There's the memory, the thought system, the perception, and then you get a narrative or an interpretation playing all day about yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. And actually just filling the airspace of now. So this activity we call it selfing. So, and the selfing is the act of being identified as self. So the act of being identified is the activity that the mental process is in 
But what it does is the act of, the act of being identified as self isn't a noun, it's part of the verbing. So the, it's the act of being identified as self. It's not the act of being identified. It's the act of being identified as self. And so when you're identified as self, the self is perceived or assumed to be already there. So you're never in the act of becoming self. You're, all, you're always in every other act as self. You see, it's a real trip. Because let's say if we had a choice and we saw a lot of people who got obsessed with this idea of self and we saw what happened to them and maybe we would have a desire not to go in that direction. So we would, let's say, hey, how can I break this contract? Because I don't want to be in the act of becoming self. I don't want to arrive there and be a self. I want to be whatever I am because I've seen too many selves seemingly and I don't want anything they have. So, okay, you would maybe be able to find a methodology that would stop the becoming of self because obviously you would be something other than self, yes? It's not self becoming self, but that's how it's actually, that's, the, that's how it really actually appears. It's, there's a sense of you and that you is self also, but that sense of you, if it was in the act of becoming self, maybe it would beg off. Maybe it would say, hey, can we go another direction? But the selfing implies you already are one, you see? So you start at a finished process, a product. You, you don't see the production of it. You look from the product of it, which is, a, is, a fi is, is the finished product that never ever has happened. So there's an assumption you already are something that you're not. And then what happens with a lot of people, the feeling of being a self gets very, very uh, irritable, restlessness and discontent. And so there's a seeking, there's a drive to get out of it or get better from it or chill it out. So basically the only possibility if we believe we are already a self is basically to get out of it or improve it or make it a better one. And then we have magical thinking of like a transcendent self, the authentic self and all this. But basically we can't get out of what we're not in. Yeah, because we've assumed we're in it already. So basically, and you're not. So there's never an act of becoming self. There's the act of, of taking yourself already be, to be that. Yeah, now how are you going to get out of it? If you start at be as being it, yeah. How are yeah. you going to get out of something you're identified as? You'd well, have to see the act of being identified, yeah. You'd yeah, have to and, see it, and then if you see it a few times, there'll be a sense that, hey, maybe I'm that which is seeing this act of being identified, yeah. Maybe I'm the seeing of that action. Maybe I'm I'm the seeing of that activity. I'm not what's implied as the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the smeller. I'm not a noun, but I'm actually the verbing, yeah? I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, living, conscious, contact, all this, always happening at all times, on, on, on. And so, all right, so now it works, yeah? You stop studying what you are from what you're not, and you turn that studying onto what you're not. And you don't need to study much to realize you're not that. <laughs> it's not a lifelong study program. It has a certain purpose. When it meets that purpose, there's no need to study anymore. Yeah? 
And what is the purpose? It's the purpose is to show you it's failed and to, and to show you you're not that. Yeah? Once that's completed, it's not, you don't take a master's in what you're not. There's no point. Yeah? You, you get to the point where there's a clarity, I'm not that, something is convinced. I'm not saying it's the mental stream, but something, maybe you want to call it the innermost, but there's a convincing, yeah? And they basically study, study, you know, study sessions over. You don't have to study it, yeah? Because now when it arises, you recognize it, yeah? You don't, you've, you've studied the color pattern of the tiger. You've studied the claw, you know, the paw marks. Now you recognize it. You don't have to study the paw marks and the color pattern of the tiger. You see it, yeah? Yes? So there's no, the studying's over. And the understanding is also, it's not an understanding that constantly begets more understanding. You understand the fact of what you're not, yeah? And then you, you're in the process of finding out and resting in what you are, yeah? So there's, and the knowing is completely dismissed because you can't know what you are. Yeah, it's, so there's a knowing of what you're not and then you, all right, I'm not that. And there you go. The knowing has worked. Yeah. So you're using, a sense, the system to bring about the, the recognition of the failing of the system. Yeah. Yeah. So because how can you study something that's indescribable? You know, you can't weigh it. You can't measure it. You can't give me the seasons of it, all right? It contracts in the winter, expands in the summer. It's unknowable, it's, it's incomprehensible. So why do you wanna to try to understand something that's incomprehensible, yeah? Why do you wanna know something that's unknowable? Why, it's pointless, yeah? You must think you're something else and you must think you are something else, what you are is something else and you're applying the logic of the system that is the failed system and are you and attempting to apply it to the solution which is not something you're going to know or study or become you already are there's no requirements concerning being what you are the only requirements that you run into are the ones you have and then they get dismissed after you fucking try to fulfill them and you get, you say, oh, you know, you realize the futility of it all. Then there's an, ex just an exhaustion and then the obviousness is there. It's available. It's not available when you're stretching out and seeking and trying to grasp and understand why is that? Because you're using what you are to look for what you are. Yeah, you're using what you are to look for what you are. Do you need an 800 page book to convey that message? It should be like a slap, yeah? Why is it that all this seemingly has failed? It's simply, it rests on the idea that you are what you're looking for. That's the basis of the whole, this whole thing called, uh, satsang yeah the assumption which we feel as a fact is you are what you're looking for then why is it we're not whatever yeah well because 
you're using what you are to look for itself. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. And then when it regroups, there's another meeting and you'll be reminded again. Yeah, that thing that just started stating something in your life, assuming to be you, you're not that. And so now you're like the rug, as soon as it wakes up to feeling that sense of claiming, it pulls itself out from underneath yeah. the selfing. Yeah? So then the selfing is just an activity floating around. It's not landing anywhere, it's not going anywhere, and it's not seemingly building anything. Yes? Stop, there's not a rug that it's, it's, you're the rug, yeah? So, if you don't believe that, then, you know, this is, could be a curious day. You come to satsang and, yeah, these are novel ideas. I think they're pretty interesting. I like to go to a, like a, a blog thing on, and then have a little debate about what I think about these novel, interesting ideas. These are not a topic of discussion. It's an invitation. That's what it is. Yeah. It's an invitation with warnings, basically. Yeah. You're invited. Yeah. You're invited, but what's going to show up ain't you. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. So you have to, you can't just say you're invited to the party because something's going to claim to be the one who goes to the party. Yeah. So you have to, the invite comes with warnings. Yeah. And what are the warnings? All right. The mental state is very, very fast. It's going to do what? Life is going to ha be happening and the mental state is going to claim it to imply there's the one it's happening to or the one that's doing it. That's what it does. Yeah. How many times do you need to see it? I don't know. Once, a hundred, 800. I don't know. But there's going to be a point where a critical mass will build up and something will break. Yeah. And then 51% of the stock will move from what you're not to what you are. And that's the sense of presence in a way. Presence is like a large swath of interest and attention that isn't being directed by the mental state on all these fucking chores and journeys and picking up shit, yeah? It just rests there and you sense it. The interest and attention senses itself, yeah? Not because it's not moving, yes? It's resting, it's laying there. Then it gets to sense itself, that's presence, yeah? When was it available? Now? When will it be available now? Where here? Yeah. See, it's difficult to recognize something that takes no time to fucking recognize. You know, I saw it a lot of different ways and then all those different ways ended to at a point where they stopped and then a certain kind of understanding set and that understanding hasn't changed really in 20 something years. Yeah. It hasn't. And it doesn't look like it's going to change. Yeah. I've never had many things like that happen. I've never had where the book of life, you get to the fucking end and it's exactly explained in the beginning. Yeah. 
that's what happens. And all right, you can add some chapters, but I got, I read it all. Yeah. <laughs> if a new edition comes, tell me about it. <laughs> I never had anything in this life like that. Every other answer led to another better improved answer. Yeah. Usually uh, having a lot more traveling involved and seeing going to more remote places and seeing people who don't, didn't speak English and spending more times in dark little cave-like places and shit like that. And there was an answer led to another answer led to another answer. When is it going to end? Well, it did. As so, at, at least in this life so far for like years and years and years where I don't have any more interest or attention. I have no interest for another answer. None whatsoever. Yeah. I realize the insanity of it. I have. Yeah. It's nothing that it's not special. It just came to a point where you finally see it. You know, you see the failedness of it sooner or later. Yeah. It's you're going to arrive there. And you know what? All the time that you didn't arrive there, when you seem to arrive there, all of it will lose any influence or missing or I blew it. it you'll realize all this longing and shit is based on t in time. And this, what we are is not of time. What we are is not of longing and blowing it and missing. And if I only would have added that number to the equation, it would have finally worked or kissed that person's feet longer. No, no, no. You know, it's a loss of interest and a loss of attention. It's not the interest tension that's get lost, but it's bent. It's bent in a self-centered way. And so now it's defeating the purpose you think it has. It's not serving you. It's not promoting you. You're not arriving at where you already are faster. You're not. Yeah. It's a deterrent in a sense. At a certain point in hearing and entertaining this message, it becomes a deterrent. It becomes a disservice. Yeah. You know, and maybe you got to be on that train for at the end to, to get to the last, you know, track. Yeah, and hopefully you stop pulling the emergency brake, you realize the train has completely stopped and just get off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really, look around. You'll probably see more than you ever did looking for everything. You probably will see more when you <laughs> than ever than all the looking ever produced, I swear to God. You'll see so much more when the looking is fucking collapsed, yeah? <laughs> and it, you know, and it's not even, it's funny when you see it from the old logic. It's seamless when you're seeing it from the new logic. It's just seamlessly perfect, yeah? I mean, if the premise was true and is true, which I know it is, 
you are what you're looking for, then all of its demonstrations are seamless. It's just so, it's a beautiful, because your head, your head can't make, cannot not make a turn or a bend or a fucking dead end in the road. It can't. You can't be on a road to truth. It'll never arrive. You've got to realize the truth is there is no road. Yeah. I don't know what can be of help, but Satsang will have to do, yeah. So, if you're not convinced or if you don't believe it, if you think you're really like a like a caterpillar in a fucking you know a butterfly in a caterpillar in the cocoon, and you're gonna be the cocoon, the the caterpillar and the butterfly. Well, then this may not be the, the store to, you know, fucking shopping. Yeah. But I bet you, if you have that belief, you're going to end up at this store sooner or later. I would say sooner, hopefully, rather than later. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean. Everything gets pushed, put to use. Why do you think that the frustration of spiritual seeking is, is greatly put to use? There's no other person that can be more convinced than someone who has sought for 30 years and it has failed them miserably, you know, miserably. They have primed and ready to recognize the futility of it because they seem to have been involved with it for quite a long time. Yeah. And they're so fucking tired of beating themselves up for not doing enough. And I didn't meditate today, so it's going to be a bad day or whatever. And have, it's, it's just the mental state playing God all fucking day. Now it plays God with meditation. Did you ever, when you were two or three years old, were you moved to meditate? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't remember that. I don't think I wanted my mother to get me a Zazen and fucking hit me with a stick and shit. Yeah, because you you were there completely. Yeah. Now we believe we're not there and therefore we have to do a, lot, do a lot of shit to have an experience of being here. But if we don't do the shit, we have the basic old interpretation. We're not here now. Yeah, which is an insane idea. How could, how could you have ever been out of any moment? It's impossible. Yeah. So that whole delusion is just repeated. We believe something that's not true. Let's say we believe we can be out of the moment. Therefore, we, we become a perfect uh, candidate for spiritual consumerism, really, because somebody or something's going to tell us how to be in the moment. And predicated on belief, I'm out of the moment, I want to get in the moment. But the you that's out of the moment is the, going to be the same seeming you that's in the moment. <laughs> and that you, if it got in the moment, is going to get out of the moment, back to the out of the moment, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. That's duality. Yeah, that's it. That's what non-duality is negating. Exactly that. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's open up the squares. <laughs> well, it's very question. strange, you know, having a little orgy. <laughs> These two people came off the street. They were like Jehovah Witnesses. They wanted to meet. They wanted. Do I know God? I said no, but come on in. And so they're sitting there now. We. We gave them some different color clothing instead of the white shirts. It looked a little weird. Yeah, there we go. And then, you know, it's just a strange situation. They can't keep their eyes off of me. I'm getting a little worried there. All right. They brought a dog also. All right. So anyone, Mike? Uh, anybody want to raise their hand? Uh, Nico. Hi, Nico. Nico from uh, Nico from Croatia. Croatia. You see, yeah. Hello, everybody. Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm good, Nico. You? Yeah, good. We had some earthquakes here, uh, oh, wow. so it's little. So it's funny how the biology is working. You know, you have this feeling when you go to sleep, like everything is sh is, is shaking. <laughs> It was not in my area, it was not, uh, so it was one big, but it was not the worst, but in some area, one area was really hard. So uh, I wanted to ask you about this, uh, how, how to put it, about this concept that, that, that you are saying, you know, about that there is, there is no pole, you know, it's just polling, you know, in the, there is no, there is no self, uh, but, and anyway, I mean, maybe just a uh, uh, a question of words of understanding. But my experience that you know there is no experience and nothing without this centralized principle that is kind of you know that that is kind of present. So so there there can be no experience without it. Actually, even with animals and babies and that to to have any experience there there is this kind of focus principle that 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 is that is not uh, kind of separation principle you know that that is many not one and you know what i want to say yes but the thing is see ex there's experience there's experiences without anyone having them yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. there's experiences without anyone having them. But the way the one has them is to remember them. Yeah. But I don't believe yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's millions of unremembered experiences. Yeah. So I yeah. don't believe yeah. that it has to be has to be separation all there needs to be is the appearance of separation yeah yeah because there's no separation it's an appearance of separation so when certain uh let's say con conditions are entertained then things happen but they're all they're all seemingly so they're appearing to be true to something or to nothing really yeah 
Okay. So there's, yeah. no one, there's no one that's having an experience and there's really no real experience. It's a real experience in dreaming. So how real is it? Yeah, but in practical sense, you know, like uh, be, before and uh, before enlightenment chopping wood and after enlightenment chopping wood, no, you know that that kind of logic. Yeah. So, yeah. so if I call you Paul, you you react, no. I mean, you you <laughs> you know what I want to say. Wearing a uniform, then I don't. I, I didn't get this. Yeah. In the uniform, they call me Paul. I say no, I'm Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, this, this. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. But again, I feel there's a context. So yeah, here in. This is why I say it's no, I don't think it's important to try to convince the dreamt that this is dreaming. I just think it's important to talk about the dreaming and the dreamt to what's dreaming. Yeah. 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 So yeah. There's yeah. the dreamt and that's just basically allows uh, the idea or the possibility of, let's say, conscious experience because there's sentience so I can know something happened as this action figure Paul what's fueling that isn't Paul obviously it's dreaming yeah 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 okay okay no in in sense of you know that, that because the expectation could be then okay you know uh, uh, it, it, it actually like we said nothing really changes you know like you having this quite uh, similar or or same life but you travel lighter you know yeah, so that, yeah. that, 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 that there is there is something or nothing that that is that, that you feel it but it is on no like substantial level that, that you can yeah. point or you can it's it's nothing it's really you don't convince yourself really, no? It's, no, it's kind no, of... No, but you, you're convinced you're not a self. But you don't convince it, the self, no. Yeah. Okay, okay, thank you. convincing you're not one. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where that's being held, but it's not being held in the, in the mental uh, cabinet, so to speak. Yeah. For sure, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. But again, Paul as an activity, because there isn't a there isn't Paul as a noun, it's Pauling. In that activity, Pauling is under the delusion that it's doing and it's making choices and shit like that. Yeah. I don't see why you'd want to try to convince that which is programmed to think that it's individual and in a world of separation and shit like that and that it has free will, that it doesn't have free will and shit like that. It doesn't make no sense to me. Just, just like a Ramana says in one of the writings, he says a beautiful statement because everyone always starts asking about self, you know, free will, free will. So he goes, well, listen, if there's, if there's 
individuality. I would say if there's an appearance of individuality, there will be in that appearance, there'll be the idea of free, uh, free will. Yes. Yeah. In other words, Paul represented as the dreamt part of Paul's programming is he has free will. Does he have free will? Who cares? I don't know, but he sure thinks he does. Yes. <laughs> I don't spend $3,000 for a week, unless it's in a very nice place with good food to try to convince it. It doesn't have free will because it's part of the programming. Yeah. Don't you think? So, so on the, on the level of logic and mentality, there is always actual du duality, no? However you put it, no? Yes. Well, yeah. That's I mean, the you... The activity of dreaming is, is duality, yeah? It's dreaming in a, like, it's in a binary system, so to speak, yeah? So whatever input comes in, it's outputted in a yes, no, either I do this, I do that, subject, object, it's always uh, uh, this duality, yeah? So what non-duality is just stating is that's not true. It doesn't say it's not appearing, it is. It doesn't say it's not how it's being, inter what's appearing is being interpreted by another thing that's appearing. It doesn't say that either. It's just stating a fact, it's not true, yeah? Therefore, if what I'm seeing through a dualistic lens is not true and I'm lending it all the meaning it has, which is a dualistic meaning, I'm not true. <laughs> yeah. That's the good news. You can't say it's not two and thinking <laughs> you're going to live free from two-ness as an aspect of two-ness. You know what I mean? You're included in the not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's good <clears throat> yeah. News. Not to that. To that, it's not good news. But really, it's great news. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think? Do you think there's a real dream that's dualistic? No, it's being projected through us, right? We're seeing yeah. the world we're living in. We're seeing it. I mean, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. Yeah, but, but but on the level on the on the level of the experience, it it stays the experience of subject and object object yeah. the the, the oh, feeling yeah. of the, the experience. World is the object, the world is the object, full of subjective objects, and we're the only subject, so to speak. Yeah. So in the world, there's a lot of you, yeah. but there's only one me. <laughs> So this, one, <laughs> this, this run of a mill you has been crowned a special you called me, but every one of the run of the mill yous have gone through that same coronation process. So there's a world of views, every one of them thinking they're me. <laughs> you can see what could happen with that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks they're the most important thing in this world. <laughs> Not as, oh, we're all the most important thing. No, I beg to differ. I'm the most important thing. 
<laughs> it's not like a kumbaya, we all start dancing in unity. No, it's not that call it kind of all important. It's me. I'm the one who's who's worthy of being thought about all day. I'm the one who people should really, really fucking appreciate. I'm the one, yeah, yeah. Don't you see it's all manufactured? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see it, but but on the level of the experience, it's it's like it is. No, I yeah. mean it it is. It's lighter, but it stays. You know, you 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 exactly. you, you have. But, then, but why not? Hey, I mean, gonna, you know, to me, traveling lighter is way more than enough. Seriously, you know, why would you want it to be exactly like you are? all perfect. It's not going to be that. It's a dreaming of something else. So to me, you know, traveling lighter is, hey, is way more than enough. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But, but you that... if you put Paul, the action figure Paul in heaven, it would be hell in a day. Yeah? <laughs> get so uncomfortable okay. and fucking feel like I don't deserve this. I should have done more. God made a mistake. Now I have tons of shame about being in heaven. I've watched it. I've watched people come over my house. They just got an inheritance of like a quarter million dollars, yeah? They rushed over to my house because it started to provoke problems in their head. They're thinking, all my friends, I think are gonna treat me differently. And they started bitching about getting this quarter million. I said, hey, listen, kick down 70,000. I'll take some of it off your hands right now. I'll, I, I have a I have a confidence I'll be able to enjoy it. You not you don't seem to have the ability, so give me seventy thousand of it. Yeah, it was insane. But this is what happens. Why do you think it isn't this way? Because of us. Yeah. People think they want everything. Would love it to be stabilized and shit like that, but their addiction to selfing. Is, is, is expressed through contrast, through really distinct, terrible times and great times, yes? That's what brings out the picture of you in, in the fucking, you know, the uh, developing fluids. You, yeah? So something that just was, look at it. What we are is completely available at all times, right where we are. How much interest is there in that? Yeah. But if you could have a map and say you have to climb these seven mountains of hardness and then when you get to heaven, it will stabilize. You'll fucking sign up for that. But if someone says, hey, you are what you're looking for. Oh, fuck that shit. Yeah, that's too easy. There's got to be a lot more work involved. Yeah, that's why there's a lot more work involved. Because there's a belief there should be a lot more work involved. You don't see how powerful we are. Yeah? If you want to make it hard on yourself, it'll be hard on yourself. You're playing, there's a playing God going on. Yeah? With people, people, oh, you know, whatever. Don't you see it, Nico, really? We don't have the equipment to recognize what's already here. We don't. 
we tell we tell things from comparing with other things. There's no other thing to what we are, yeah. And we recognize something was here when it's gone. A lot of the time, this isn't ever gone, and it never appears to be here. It's always here at all times. This is not of the dreamt, yeah. It's of the dreaming. So by seeing that we're not the dreamt, it lends itself to another, uh, like being recomposed so that you can pick up the sound of silence if you want to call it that way. Yeah. Yeah. You all right, Nico? Yeah, yeah, I went out a little bit, but I'm back. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I mean, that's the good news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, Nico, I'm happy you got in touch with me. Yeah. I'm always happy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. You didn't miss you? anything when you went out, anyway. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Nico. James, you're up. James. James. Hi. Hi, Paul. Oh, it's Hi. James from New Zealand. That's it. Hello. Out, you know, you have a certain quirk. I didn't oh. tell you when you first came here. Hey, hey hold on, guys. Paul, Paul, you Paul. You're running out of Paul, Paul can you hear me? Can you hear yeah. me, Paul? Yes. Your, your volume's getting lower and lower, and somebody earlier, I have had my volume up to 80, uh, and now it's getting, you're even getting lower. Can you hear me now? A little better. Yes. I, no, I, I, can hear, I can hear you, but for like people that can't put their volume up very high, they're not hearing you. So. All right. Well, what am I supposed to do with that? I don't know. Uh, is your original <laughs> sound on? Is your, that original sound setting on? Uh, yes, I think so. Hold on. I did this on Thursday, so it's and it happens occasionally. I don't know what the difference is. Yeah, I have the original sound. Okay. It says disconnect audio. We don't want to do that. Okay. Well, thanks for checking. So let me see if I'm on the right uh, setting here for the web for the uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, I am. I can I can hear him fine, uh, Mike. I know so somebody somebody earlier mentioned it because her, her volume couldn't go up very high, and mine is up to eighty. So. All right. I well, have, well normally I have it down around forty. What? <laughs> go ahead. Oh hi. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, <clears throat> This uh, is this anything to do with uh, not believing in thoughts? No. Okay. It's coming to the idea of not believing there's a thinker. I understand. Yeah, it doesn't. If you're not believing in thoughts, you're going to be busy because there's going to be a lot of thoughts not to believe in. And there'll be someone there not to believe them. Yeah, so why don't you just go to the thinker? Go to the noun. Forget about the verbs. Okay. The verbs will take care of themselves if you take the noun. 
the imaginary noun out of the equation. The verbs get along fine. It's the noun that causes disruption. <laughs> right. <laughs> the thoughts don't bother the other thoughts. They seem to only bother the thinker. <laughs> Why not? I mean, isn't that a simple diagnosis? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> it it seems though uh that in time uh the more i hear this message the more it, it sinks in which yeah. seems which seems odd if that makes sense to who right there you go it seems was, odd because it doesn't fit the mental logic first of all so yeah I don't want, I'm happy to realize the mental logic is insane. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to uh, formulate shit to fit the mental logic. So let it feel as odd as it wants. Right. That's a good sign to me, really. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to so, say, um, yeah. Something representing something is arising and claiming to be the one who's reacting to this stuff and it's saying I'm reacting oddly to it. You're not that. Yeah, you're not that one. You're not the one that's attached to the reaction to something that it's odd. Yeah, this is the selfing. So, all right, there's a something happens, there's a reaction to it. That reaction is claimed to imply it was you that reacted. That you've just demonstrated the diagnosis. Yeah. You start seeing that. It's sort of like uh, not leaving like the, the exam room until you get the x-ray. Yeah. You see the x-ray, see the x-ray, and then you see the x-ray. Yeah. yeah. So you see the selfing, see selfing, then you see the selfing. You recognize something that wasn't there before. There's a sense, or I don't know how to put it, but mm, being convinced is close to it. You just know before you know shit, yeah? You just know, hey, this is what's happening. Something is, something arises, claims what's happening to imply something else. And then the something else is now put in a primary position. So you can use the example of noun and verb. Yeah, so here's the verb, the selfing. So the selfing, the verb moves, it arises when conscious contact occurs. So now there's a, a, there's a consciousness of something happening, be it a thought, a feeling, an action, a vision, whatever. The mental state claims that, that verbing to imply a noun, yeah? But the noun that it makes up when it, imp it presupposes it before everything and says it's been around for quite a while, that noun. <laughs> it's, never, it's never in the act of building. It says it's already so, you see? This is a tricky move. Because if you were in the if you were in the constant building of self, 
a lot of shit could disrupt that. But when you when the idea of self is presented, it's it's presented as a historical fact in the narrative, don't you see? It becomes right. a very, very powerful assumption. Oh yeah, I've seen tons of sunsets. Yeah. I've had millions of thoughts. This day looks just like tons of other days. Yes, it's doing this constantly so that the attention and interest in what's happening gets focused or vacuumed to one point, which is represented as a noun, Paul. Yeah, and now Paul becomes the doer of everything, the seer of everything, the feeler of everything the haver and the loser of things, yeah? Paul becomes the end-all and be-all. And it's not true, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So if you can see the activity of selfing, you will truly have your rightful seeing uh there because there is no self <laughs> you've never seen one and that that seeing has been verified there's never been a self to see it's an activity that implies there's something that's already there that has never been there yeah yes it's a right. tricky maneuver see time is see time lends itself to magic tricks yes right because you can distract someone for a second and then something else can happen. This is what the mental process does. Ramana Maharshi says it beautifully, I think. He may have meant something else, but I'm going to mean it this way. There's this pre, which means pre means before, yes? Right. Pre-supposing. Supposing is like my girlfriend and I, we assume or we suppose a store is open we don't call them because we're so sure of our assumption. And then we drive there and it's closed. It keeps happening. Yeah. When we could just call them before we get in the car, but we're so sure it's open. We just go. Yeah. Well, now we yeah. don't do it anymore because we're not so sure that it's open. So we make a call and we find out, Oh, the store is closed. Saves us a lot of time or trouble. Yes. So here's, right. so there's a presupposing of this, idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. So a non-existent thing being a, an existing thing. Yeah? And now that existing thing, which is not existing, wants salvation for itself. That's a problem right there. <laughs> so what happens? Well, if that's the case, then your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing as being existing, how can they destroy it? This is right. the logic of non-duality. If you under, don't understand the first part, you're not going to understand why your spiritual practices aren't really serving you anymore. You won't. You'll be thinking, for 30 years, I've been believing my spiritual practices have been making me better and shit like that. That would be a quick turnaround. But you come to that realization not by reading the second statement, by understanding the first statement, yeah? That yeah. there's an assumption of something that's not so. That's why practicing as the non-existent thing 
to get out of the non-existent thing reinforces the non-existent thing. You see? Yeah. So the logic is based on the assumption of non-duality, which is we're not that. Now, I don't see it as an assumption. I see it as an, a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. When I first heard it, I assumed I maybe had some belief, but I came to know it as a fact. Yeah. In other words, right. like an unspoken yes. So now it became very clear to me that in most cases, without me knowing it, the things I was doing to get out of me was reinforcing the me I wanted to get out of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a happy customer of the message of non-duality. Yeah. <laughs> I see the appropriateness of it. I see it fits me perfectly. All right, let's, there you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause um, well, one thing that resonates a lot is when you talk about uh, being a Toyota. Yes. For some reason yeah, that really resonates. And, um, it, it really has, it, I can see it impacts the way that I make decisions sometimes. It seems simpler, if that oh, makes sense. Yes, I'm sure, because you think you're a chariot of the gods or something. That's a lot of pressure on a Toyota to be taken to be a chariot of the gods. Yeah. <laughs> it's just small, th I just noticed small things, <clears throat> small little differences. It's an idea arises and then I just yeah. go with it. Yeah, like cool. like 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 this meeting. It's like, uh, oh, I want to join this meeting, so I'm I'm here. It's not like a, yes, uh, a story around it as such. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. Like it's, this isn't like thinking about going on a retreat. I hope it's just hey, go to Zoom, sit, see what happens, and then after a few weeks, maybe you, you notice that you're not taking yourself so seriously anymore. Hey, you're on to something. What would I suggest? Keep coming back to the squares. I understand. You know. Yeah. And may I ask, I didn't hear your answer to Nico just a moment ago, but he asked you, um, when you're called Paul and, and you respond, it can seem to me that when someone says, hey, James, uh, that there's a like a visceral impact of there being a person here that responds. I didn't that's, hear your... Yeah, that's the magic trick. See, there's a response, but the response is claimed, and now you say you respond. So yeah. that's mental dialogue? It's mental, it's like a mental... Mental programming. That's what it does. There's a response, but the way we speak of it is, it was my response. Who says it was your response? It was a response, yeah? Yeah? Like and that's why I... Yeah. We have a dog here. The dog responds to Lola, food, uh, you know, no. <laughs> so it, it must think all the all it's it, it has all these names. It's there's responding, but it has no idea that it's Lola or it's that it's a dog responding. It doesn't. I understand. So it's like a programmed yeah. response. It's just a response. So our programming is a little different. We have a self-centered programming, which probably the programming of this dog isn't uh, a self-centered programming. Yeah, it's something. It's a food-centered programming, basically. Yeah. So, <laughs> but 
So it responds, there's a response from the programming, let's say, and we have a response for the programming. Part of our response is a name put on it. Paul responded, right. I responded. <laughs> Why do you, it's like my girlfriend always says, why do you say I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh, eat some food? What else are you going to eat? <laughs> you know what I mean? You can right. cut out the some food. You're going to go eat. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's yeah. this add on. So what happens with most of us, there's a before add on. Yeah. So there's the response. And the funny thing is, it's an after add on response. And then something's added. But then what was added says, I'm the one who did the response, you see? There's the diagnosis of selfing in time. Not just the illustration, but capturing the time quality of it. Yeah, yeah. Right, because that, that's what brought me to my earlier question, which was uh, to not believe in thoughts, but that is presupposing another non-believer in thoughts. That's yeah, what yeah. you're... you'll Yeah, there'll be an act... You know, there'll be a process where uh, there'll be a believing less in thoughts, but there doesn't need to be a you for that to occur, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, the you is added, but then it's always placed before everything. And this is the bondage of self, really. So what comes after could have gone in a whole other direction, but then it's claimed and it's used to bind this whole thing with this idea of self, yeah? And so we don't realize that things really don't have meanings. They're given meaning by the dreaming. And then that meaning sometimes bites us in our ass, but we gave that the meaning to be able to do it. Yeah. And, and, you, and you mean that uh, this meaning is given by, by what? The, uh, the I mean, process the, is giving the meaning of living this that there's someone that's living for sure yes right but the illumination is from who i really am isn't it yes well the illumination's always the lights are always on there may be little flares of light and shit but there's light is always on yeah because it can like seem ramana that said, ramana mahashi says this isn't a realization i'm paraphrasing but he says uh that that which is realized is always realized, yes? Right. Always realized. It's not like there's no realization, then you have one. That which is, it's always realized. So he had, had a great story about, uh, I think I'll use it now. A lot of people have heard it, but the, the lady with the necklace, yes? It's a famous one from uh, Ramana's stories, probably, you know, from India. So this lady has this beautiful necklace and then she loses it. Let's put quotations around the word losing. She loses it and she gets really bummed out and depressed. She really loved that necklace and she even miss it, loves it more now that it seems to be lost. This is very important, yeah. All right, so now she starts bitching to a lot of people. I've lost my necklace. I don't feel like going out. I lost my necklace. I don't feel like eating. I lost my everything is now because she lost the necklace. <laughs> so her friends, she asked them to help her find it. So they are looking around and they're looking at people like a spiritual yellow pages and they find someone who uh, supposedly has found the necklace 
and can show you how to find the necklace. So they start going to the meetings and then there's these intensives, how to really find the necklace and you pay money and they're going on and on and on, looking, looking, looking and finding it. They're having friendships and they're getting some sense of uh, connectedness because they all have the single purpose looking for her necklace. And then someone comes and sees her and says, uh, she starts bemoaning the fact she lost the necklace. And the person says, well, why don't you feel around your neck? So the lady goes, oh, I did that tons of times. She says, well, why don't you feel around? She feels around the neck and there's the necklace. Yeah. So now she, quote unquote, has found the necklace. So she gets blissed out. I found a thing I've lost and shit. But she never really found it because it was never lost. It had always been there. Yes. Right. Yes. So there you go. Because um, but when she yeah. felt like she lost it, this is the dreaming aspect, because it wasn't a fact. She didn't lose it. But the fact that she made up was being completely bummed out that she lost it. Was that being bummed out factual? No, because she hadn't lost it. But it was seemingly factual to her. She was completely bummed out, even though the necklace was there for months. Yeah. And then when she supposedly found the necklace, she got blissed out. This is dreaming. You don't see it. She thinks the, the being blissed out was because she found the necklace, but she never lost the necklace. And th she thought the being bummed out was based on be losing the necklace and she never lost the necklace. So what is that but dreaming? Yeah. You dream, you're, you believe you've lost the necklace and therefore you get bummed out. Yeah. Because, and then the um, only thing that's going to unbum you out is find the necklace. But now you're in a dilemma because the more you look for the necklace, the more it seems to be lost. What? Hey, what? Oh yeah, you don't see the you don't see the connection. The more you look for the necklace, the more the belief it's lost gets galvanized. Don't you see it? Then the real joy, then you have the joy of finding it, but I bet you she lost it again in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> then she went to another teacher. Please help me. Oh, I'll show you 5,000 bucks. I'll help you for a couple of weeks to find that fucking necklace. <laughs> All right, she finds it again. Now she's become an addict. And, she, and this is the addict mentality. She has to believe she lost the necklace to get the rush of finding the necklace. You don't right. think this is happening now? Yeah, because um, one, one thing I notice is that uh, I have, I, well, I'll say it, I have had moments of clarity and, and moments of, uh, you can say, intense presence. And then I can see now that that selfing, me saying that, I've had those experiences and then I'm trying to get that back. Yes. So you're not that which had the experience and you're not that which wants to get it back. That's, is that, is the, that that's the traveling lighter right there. Yeah. Can you say that again? Sorry. You're not the one who had the experiences and you're not that one that wants to get it back. That's the traveling lighter. The heaviness yeah. isn't a weight you're carrying you are the weight. Yeah, there you go. 
In other words, this isn't something you have to put down. How can you put you down? Yeah, you'd still be there. <laughs> you know, it's a recognizing you're not that. You're not that you that's, you know, has to get, you know, go back and find that and have that experience. You're not that. So, the, you know, the race is called off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the traveling later like you know what you get freed from is the need to be liberated you don't you're not that which needs to be liberated yeah i think, why, I'm, I why, think. why would you forget the incessant liberation to have the experience of of getting liberated that's what people are in their addiction is an experience so they have to deny the basic state to experience the basic state. They do. They've got to make it something else to have it. So they, the head does. Right. We are the act of obscuring. You see, like St. Saint, Saint Francis said, you know, what's looking is what you are looking for. Yeah. Right. So if you just see you're not the you that's looking for, what, what do you find out? What's looking? Yeah, <laughs> that's what you find out. And then you realize the insanity of a you looking for it. The mental process will keep mechanically producing the you wanting to look for what's looking. It will. And will that ever end? And in, in some cases, that is going to end. And now you won't be looking for what can't be found. That will end, that activity. It won't, the mechanical won't even try it anymore. It will just be finished because. So, I mean, I've heard it as an analogy, but it's like a spinning wheel and it, and it has to carry on spinning for a while. Is that, is that it? You know, yeah, like the act momentum. of. He has momentum yeah. in time, sure. Let's say dreaming is like how many breaths? 90 years, you know, the action figure will be the, the point of narration and it passes away. Yeah. Right. I mean, it can't really, it, it's, uh, it's not like a long stain that's left. It's just, it basically comes and goes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What is it that's here? It's not you that comes and goes, that's for sure. Well, it is in a way, but it's not you as the inherent, long-lasting, independent, separate thing. Yeah. All right, bro. I'm going to move to the next one. I know. I'm happy to have thank, you. Thank you very much. You, you thank you very much, Paul. Yes, you burned through your quota of questions. till. Uh, I understand. Thank you very much. 2021. All right. Yeah. See you, bro. <laughs> I'm kidding, Thanks. but I'm not really. Okay. Yes. Thanks, James. Uh and Ben is up next. Ben. Hey, Paul. Um, I hope I haven't tortured Mike too much in the in the in the um, chat, but but it's a little bit maybe a, a shift of gears, and um, maybe not though. So the question is: Is awareness actually ever separate from what it perceives, whether the body, the mental state, or anything else? And if it is separate then yeah, we can call into question what one is and what one is not. But to me, the intuition, the feeling is that there is no 
actual separation. And so can we actually distinguish between what we are, what one is and what one is not? No. But in the dreaming you can. That's pretty far out. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> just me. There you go. All right, <laughs> right on. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Mike. That stunned everybody. That's good. I was on mute, sorry. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Raf is next. <laughs> I love those moments. <laughs> How you doing, Paul? Hey. How are you doing? Good. Who's this? Raf. Uh, Raf. Oh, the yeah. Raf of God or whatever you, you yeah, called it I'm yesterday. Raf. Like <laughs> I'm yeah. going to call you the Raf of God. Yes. That, that's good. That's uh, my ego likes that. <laughs> I've got to find you. Yes. Uh, duality and uh, decision making. Uh, Paul goes to a museum. Let's play a. <laughs> 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 and uh, I tell Paul and God, and I tell Paul, Paul, you can take uh, one painting out of these two that are here. Uh, and Paul makes a choice and says, you know, I'm taking either this one or that one or none. So how is the state of non-duality when you make a decision? Uh, how is the state of non-duality when you're making a decision that it has consequences? uh good or bad or whatever or ugly or you know <laughs> or all of the above how is the state of non-duality when you're dealing with that type of uh, left or right uh painting number one painting number two it's what so so which painting are you gonna pick up one or two i don't know i haven't looked at them yet <laughs> okay but yeah, see, all this is happening, let's say, in a dreaming sequence. There's decisions, there's this or that, yes or no. But uh, let's say it's, a, and then there's a, a, there's a context, let's call that uh, the indescribable, the unknowing, the unknown, the void of the void, the empty of the empty. And then in this context, there's an appearance of all this movement going on. Yeah, things happening, then not happening, all this and all that. So they're not in co conflict with each other. One is appearing in the other. Yeah, the context is that is what would be inferred as the non of non-duality. Yeah. The dreaming would be in the, let's say, the programming of duality. So in duality, there's a feeling of there's decisions. Is there anyone making the decision? No, but there's decisions. Yeah, there's leaning this way or that way because there's time and space. All this is happening, but there's no one it's happening to. Yeah, that's all. Thank you. Yeah. And the whole, yeah. See, 
it's like people they can't they can't understand how there could be a verb without a noun doing it so it's usually like if i didn't do it then you didn't do it then god did it somehow we want to have a cause for everything that's going on well sorry <laughs> it's just what's happening yeah there's no beginning or end and there's no one who began it and there's no one who's going to end it it's just going on and on and on and on and on yeah verbing 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 and then the and the act of the of or the act or the implying of a noun which is a verbing the act of being identified as self is not two things it's not a verb of the act of being identified with a noun called self it's the act of being identified as self that's the whole verb yeah yeah so i hope that didn't help because i lost interest as soon as you said i walked into a museum <laughs> I, I was thinking of a supermarket but <laughs> that was too too many options in a supermarket gone with the cafe maybe that would have got the attention <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you, Ralph. Philip Pratt. So. The Jehovah's are getting a little unruly. <laughs> They're over here. Yeah. All right. Nothing. I have no problem with Jehovah's Witnesses. It's just a comedy skit. Please don't. Yeah. yeah just. Trying to have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyone hey, else? Yes. Hi. I'm Melina. My name's Melina. Oh, Alina. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. My question is how, how does or where does responsibility and service figure or reside in the space of non-duality or the certain, the fact of non-duality. Um, well, that yeah. question com comes from... Relation, relation to non-duality, the idea of non-duality, yes? I'm sorry, say that again? In relation to the idea of non-duality, let's put it that way. Rather than the idea, yeah. um, I'm, 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 I'd like to get your perspective on where it lives, where it resides, how it's enacted. In a way, um, just to get, put a little bit more clarity of where that question comes from. Um, when you were telling the story about the woman with the necklace, I, I, want, I, I, I wanted to shift the camera, the, the focus in that telling of that story from the woman with the necklace and her dreaming to those that were helping her or on the journey of helping her find the necklace that she never found or never lost. Yes. Um, that, that's what I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking where does, <laughs> where does the other in their action relate to yeah <laughs> all right let me go well that would let's call it in uh then let's call it in the dreaming yeah 
so let's say in the dreaming, there's other people and all these things and other people have a, a role in actions of other people. Yes. So you said responsibility and service. Yes. Okay. So my experience of service, uh, the strongest one and the most consistent one was in uh, recovery, the program of recovery. So when the service uh, is part of the, tr of the, the three-sided uh, triangle of recovery, service, unity, and recovery. So service is very, very important, really based on the problem which people who are, in, who are real addicts and alcoholics are extremely obsessed with this idea of self, or there's a very amplified obsession with self. So in the beginning, people, those people do service to bring themselves out of the ass of self. And when they're out of the ass of self, they basically describe very similar experiences, which is they feel like they're available finally, like they're here. And that in that they sense a presence, all right? So here you go. So what happens is you go through a lot of those experiences and then one time you have the experience and you have that sense of presence and then you start from there and you are that presence and the nature of you is you're available. Not the condition based on effort and thought, but the nature of you being present is being available. And if I'm present and I'm available, I am of service, see? Yeah. Yes, you have There's to show up, right? You have to so show up. Service one. And then what was the other? Responsibility. Oh, the responsibility, all right. So if you are recovered or in recovery, uh, when, you, when I was young, I felt quite responsible for a lot of shit I had nothing to do with. Like when I walked into my first grade class, first grade class, and someone yawned, I thought it was because I was boring, yeah? So I felt I was affecting, I was responsible for everyone's reaction, yeah? And then when my father got very ill at the same year, when I was six, uh, my mother talked to me and said, hey, you know, your dad's not going to be able to take you and play ball with you and shit like that. And they brought the family doctor and he explained to me why my father's gotten very ill and so on and so forth. But I understood that intellectually, but how I felt was what did I do to cause my father not to want to play with me? So I had an inordinate sense of responsibility that was causing me a very, very irritable, restless, discontent state. So my drive when I started using and drinking was to become as irresponsible as possible and to be such a fucking knucklehead that no one would put much responsibility on, even to show up at weddings. They wouldn't expect me to do fucking anything. So in a weird way, I was successful, but obviously I wasn't. I entered recovery and one of the first big waves of recovery is seeing your role in things. All right. So now I had to become responsible for all this shit I've been trying to become unresponsible for. So 
I have to do an inventory and I get to see my role in things by looking at three aspects, resentments, fears, and harming other people in the pursuit of what I want. Now, how I see that is a very non-dual way. I see the inventory process as an inventory of self's manifestations in my life, not my manifestations. So if you are in the program, look at page 64, the third paragraph. I think it's the second sentence. This is one of the ways to look at the inventory, which is a pure non-duality way, in a sense, which is being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Obviously, us ain't self, yes? And self ain't us. So now, something that's not me has defeated me in this life. I am now going to do the inventory to see how it defeated me, not how I defeated me. That would be me identified as it, which I'm not. Yeah? So now I see self as a foreign pathogen or a parasitical movement. Okay? So now... I take responsibility. I look at, I'm doing the inventory and I'm seemingly people think they're going to look at their role in things. When you look at your role in things, you're going to see self's role in things. You're going to see it in your life, hopefully. And hopefully you'll have an understanding that it may not be you. And that's really the beginning of the possibility of being free from the bondage of self because the bondage of self is an act of being identified as self. That is the bondage of self. It has a lot of different curly cues and a lot of different ways it can express, but the basis is, is an identification as what you're not, all right? Okay, so now here I am, I've entertained these ideas. I have a little dog. My dog goes to the neighbor's lawn, shits on it. The neighbor calls me up, tells me the dog's been shitting on it quite a lot. And I want to come over. So I go over to the house. I clean up the shit. I leave. I decide I'm going to walk the dog down another street. And basically, I did all I needed to do. I forget about it because I didn't take the shit. The dog took the shit. It's seemingly my dog. So I'm, like, I'm accountable for it. But you're never going to convince me I'm responsible for it because I didn't take the shit. The dog did. Yes. So I feel that I don't know if you're in recovery, I'm speaking as if you are. I feel the book of recovery was written and the most time they had in recovery was four years at the time. It's now been 70 or 80 years. And I think there's another wave of recovery. Here you are completely insanely thinking you're responsible for everything. You try to avoid that at all costs. You come to recovery and you face up to it again you become responsible and in becoming responsible, you see the parasites rolling thing. And now you become accountable for what the parasite did, but you did not do it. So now there's an ability to be truly, truly free of guilt and shame by recognizing you were dancing with a gorilla. You were going to stop when the gorilla wanted to stop. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Belinda. Jerry is up. And then you, Keith. Oh, Gary? Gary? Oh, Gary. Jerry. Jerry Messner. Yeah, hey, yeah. Paul. Hey, Gary. I'm trying to find you. Oh, there you are. How Here are I you? am. How are you, Paul? 
It's, I think it's Jerry, not Gary. It's Jerry, yeah. Jerry, yeah. Hey, thanks, man, for your service, both to uh, the recovery and to the non-dual world. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Question for you. <laughs> question, question for you. Yeah. Um, so intellectually, I, I, I can kind of, I can kind of say that which is aware of me and me are not to, I kind of get that. And I, I it, it comes and goes as a felt sense, if that makes sense. So it's yeah. here intellectually and in the body, it comes and goes. Um, my question for you is, um, when it goes, it's, uh, it's most often when I'm around anybody besides Jerry. So to make that clear, I can be out today. I went out for, I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia today. I went out for a walk with the dog, 10 kilometers, beautiful stormy day out in the woods, listening to some non-dual recovery stuff and amazing, you know, no separation. It's all good. Then I come in and talk to anybody in the house or anybody else. And I'm an irritable prick. Uh, so trying to trying to reconcile these two, I'll just leave it there. I just wanted to bounce that off you and, and uh, whatever comes up for you, man. But the same scene that allowed a, a noting of being in the woods was the exact same scene that allowed a noting of being a prick. Yeah. 100%. 100% yeah. So therefore, the outer conditions and circumstances and also your emotional physical and mental are also outer conditions yes yes yeah those things change come and go seem extremely different than another it could be in a flash but that which they're appearing on or in doesn't yeah so yeah. You'll, be, you'll be drawn back out of the two-ness and more rooted in the oneness. Not you, but there'll be a sucking more as you go on. Yeah. You won't yeah. see such a contrast in the woods or the other. Yes. Yes. The contrast, and then you won't see such a contrast in the outer parts that you call in. Yeah. The coming yeah. and going of emotions and shit. They'll, they'll sort of... Uh, lose their distinctions after a while because the 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 context will become a will become more and more influential in the content you know what i mean and when yes. the context is influential in the content the content is not so significantly def defined yes right like borders aren't so thick and highlighted yeah yeah thanks yeah. man yeah, that makes sense. We're just, it's, we're in it now. See, it, the effects of that which never changes are in a way always changing with this that changes. Yeah. So, right. you, yeah. Yeah. What do you think that which doesn't change that does here? It, it affects change. <laughs> Probably the greatest change because the source of it is from that which doesn't change. <laughs> right. It has a different quality than all the shits that's changing all the time. <laughs> it just does. You can't, after you taste a few times, you can't argue with it. It's just, uh, yeah. Did you Thanks. get to a, thank you. Appreciate it, Paul. Yeah. yeah, and keep coming back if you like.
Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Not that I say no to anyone, but just keep coming back. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jerry. And Keith. Hey there, Paul. How you doing? Hey, Keith. Uh, we must be destined to talk. When you were telling the story about the dog pooping, I'm out here on the lawn with my dog, and he, at that very moment, decided to crouch and put out a big poop, and I didn't have a bag, so I grabbed a bunch of leaves while you were telling the story, and I grabbed the poop and put it in the curb, so uh, that's a good introduction, I guess. I hope you're going to uh, go back there later with a bag. <laughs> well, it's I in the street. It's in the street, so I don't think it counts, but those are the boundaries. I, that's, my selfing draws those boundaries. It's not mine anymore. <laughs> so I'm just recollecting, maybe because it's the end of the year and the beginning of the new year, the whole space that we're in. Um, something that one of the themes in the message you've said before that something really landed for me one time when you said uh, you're either seeing the false assumption or you're seeing from the false assumption. Yeah. You either see the selfing claiming to be a self or you're seeing from that. And that was a reversal for me. And what it clarified for me was I came to this message with a very clear realization that uh, all of my prior seeking using skillful means, Vipassana meditation retreats as long as the ones you've been on and all of it, all the skillful means. Oh, I saw through that. I saw how that was reinforcing uh, the idea of a self trying to get out of self. What I didn't realize until it hit me was I was also using or I, the sense of an I was using the non-duality message as the same thing. That was the last, the last stop on a certain kind of journey. Uh, I'm going to use a sense of I is going to use the, the, the message, aha, this time, finally. And there was the realization that if I don't see the false assumption in that, I'm seeing from the false assumption. So anyway, there's been a reversal. It's not like a permanent anything. It was just um, less time identified as, you know, what I am looking for myself. Yeah. And uh, the traveling lighter, it's, it's, it really does go with, uh, you know, attention and interest all away from these, these subjects. But there is so much so much of interest to be attentive to in this world that never approaches the damn spirituality section of the bookstore. I, I mean, I'll always love those books, but I've given most of them away. I literally don't. They had too much dust on them. So anyway, just really appreciative for the core message here is I'm either seeing the false assumption as what I'm not, or I'm seeing from it, and I'm going to do another round of suffering, another round of skillful means trying to get out of it as myself, the whole nine yards. So thank you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. And we'll see you before you go. Yes, you will. We'll, we'll, we'll connect. We'll connect. You know, on, on this point, it reminded me, see, the message of non-duality is you are what you're looking for. That, that immediacy and that always available at all times gives, you, gives us a, a flavor to see that which is always moving, yeah? Because a lot of paths are moving. So non-duality uh, 
really allows in a dualistic view of viewing produces a, a big contrast to the activity of selfing because of the stillness and the immediacy of the basis of non-duality. So it's a beautiful idea to really see what you're not, it is. Okay. Well, and I had not realized until you used the phrase early on the message that so much of spirituality is like a call to arms. You know, spiritual seeking is a call to this time, this retreat. Oh, I'm gonna sit with this teacher this time, et cetera. I'm gonna to go to this retreat. And I got that. That's another one I got. Oh yeah, spirituality is always a call to arms. I'm going to stop doing that in non-duality. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and I, but I, what I was doing was issuing a new call to arms. I'm going to use non-duality to get out of it. So you, you, you said when you know you've, you've been... That's the power of satsang. We come together and then we can, we can see the mistake, yeah? And it's putting down the arms. That's not just an idea like, oh, I think I should now put down the arms. That's what Paul's saying. No, that's not what Paul's saying. <laughs> if I'm trying to put down the no, it's the realization there's no arms to put down. They're already put down. There's nothing to stop. There's no ceasing that needs to for, for me to do. It's a ceasing. It's, it's, it just stops on its own. And when that happens, you feel it. It's, you know, the, you've often said the, the pray for the ability to be convinced. I, if I could just say that to everybody listening to pr pray or hope for or seek the, the capacity to be convinced of this and whatever that means to you. It's very alive for me, the idea of, of this being convinced. And no, it's not a self that's convinced. It's just, but it's, it's a convincing about the illusion of the self. Yeah. So be, find a way to be convinced in a way that's not just a head trip. But anyway, well, don't, try to, really, don't try to do it either. Paul Hedeman will assure you <laughs> to be convinced. You may be poorer, but you'll be convinced oh. that there's no you that's poorer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my man. <laughs> yeah, hey, bro. Guys, we, we right. add, yeah. guys, we could add on to that the quote-unquote service aspect. Be willing to see others as that. So like Paul, when you're always saying, you know you're not talking to uh, the named you in the crowd. You're talking to what we are. Yeah. That's what we do as any one of us. Right, that's the so-called service because otherwise, you're trying to be responsible, pick up your own poop, and you're not of service to the dog, you're not of service to the neighbor. <laughs> if, if, um, so, both both angles of prayer and the service fit fit, fit in. Well, being in uh, being in recovery, you know, the responsibility is is very important, and it can be sort of like a sacred cow, and a lot of things can be seen from that as a threat, yeah, when there, it isn't. So uh, the idea of, of accountability is part of a process. There's overly responsible, trying to avoid all responsibility, coming to terms with your role in things, seeing something else's role in things in your role in things, yes? Copying the responsibility, but leading to a, a sense of accountability, which allows a lot of room, uh, not burdened with guilt and shame based on you were the doer of a lot of that behavior when you were driven to do it. Yeah. 
So it's of time, it's an activity here. And uh, there is there is another aspect after taking responsibility. Yeah, when you see self's role in things, what we call self, and then you're in another state of accountability and you're actually, uh, it really is a remedy to the the constant referring back to guilt and shame based on being the doer of shit. Yeah. Of 40 years ago, you know, it's amazing. So, yeah. Yes, Mike, anyone else? Uh, no other hands up. Oh, that's cool. The Jehovah's are getting a little antsy, so. They want to come on? No, no, no. Let's keep them right where they are. <laughs> Let's say hello to everyone and goodbye and happy uh, whatever it is. New year. See, but there's never anything new in non-duality, thank God. So, all right, we got Mike. He's the platform. He's the platform keeper. Yeah, plays a very important role. And he's a good friend of ours. We got Drew Monk. Yes. Draw, oh, Draw Monk. Draw Monk. It should be an anime or something with that name. Draw Monk. Uh, we got Susan. Susan has resurrected. It's nice to see her. And she's above her. She's The chin is above the water. That's pretty good. Yes. Malkin, thank you so much for the uh, your lavish support of Zen Bitch Slap. Yeah, I'm probably going to start looking like I have better clothes next the next few shares. Yeah, we got Dan, Dan R. Thank, hey, welcome, Dan. I hope uh, if I never see you again, good luck. And if not, I'll be happy to see you again. Thank you, man. Yeah, we got Donna. Donna has made a guest appearance. Yeah, yeah, Donna. Donna is my uh, hairstylist when I go on tour to Toronto. But, uh, that's not happening now. Nice to see you, Paul. Perfecting apple pies and shit. Yeah, that's all right, Donna. Nice to see you. I hope all is well. Beautiful artist, folks. We got Joseph somewhere in France. Nice to see you, Joseph. Yep. We got Walter somewhere in Amsterdam. No, in the Netherlands. I don't know if it's in Amsterdam. In the Netherlands. We've got Glenda. Yeah. Well, I know where she is. She's in uh, my homeland, my family's homeland, Ireland. Nice to see you, Glenda. I guess it was easy, the O'Driscoll. Yeah, the O'Driscoll. So it makes it easy. We got Zlatko, originally from Yugoslavia, but now he's a man without a country. It's okay. You have a place to visit at 828 Wilmack Avenue. <laughs> see ya. We got uh, Stefan. Nice to see you. We got uh, Jacob and uh, someone else. Nice. Emmett. That's Evan. Emmett. Evan. Emmett. Evan. Nice to meet you. We got Natalie. Natalie's uh, hiding out in Costa Rica somewhere. Try not to get arrested, honey. Down there. Nice to see you, Rob. We got Roman from Germany. 
Hey, Roman. Hey, Roman. Uh, New Zealand. Philip uh, is from uh, Brisbane. Nice to see you. And Philip, there's another person there. Another Brisbane tonight, I guess. Nice to see you. Yes. We got Suzanne. Matt M. Nice to see you, Suzanne. Raven from British Columbia. Tariq. Where are you from, Tariq? In Egypt? Yes, Tariq is in Egypt, fucking far out. Chris, nice to see you. We got Robert, another Kiwi. He's the first Hi, Kiwi. Paul. Yes. You're always going to be number one in the Zoom. Robert. Yeah, always, Paul. Always. We got Johannes, a man, one of my main men from Germany. Nico. Nico's Croatia. They don't have the electrics. The electric is out. He's got no lights there. <laughs> He's experiencing the darkness. Yes. <laughs> Norman. Nice to see you, Norman. And another friend from Germany. Gary is the man without a corner. He's the man who came from a corner. Nice to see you, Gary. The farm's well. Yeah. All well. All right, good. Good to see you, Judith. Say hello to your wife, uh, Gary. Will do. We got Judith here. Pleasure in Hawaii. We got. Thank you so much, Paul. What? Thank you so very much. Oh, you're welcome, honey. Thank you for um, your just lovely, your lovely presence, babe. Thank you. You are I, lovely. I find a great support in it. So yeah, it's good. Thank you. You're welcome. We got uh, Sagar Sukla. I don't know where he's from. We got uh, Judy. Nice to see you, Judy. We got Yariv. Uh, nice to see you, Yariv. Hey, Yariv, I think we're going to have people over the next few days. We'll, uh, I'll tell Mike, and Mike can tell you. Yeah? Great. I look forward okay. to it. Good. Mm -hmm. We got John Kay. Always, always a pleasure, John. Yes, all sinking in. Yes, it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Great, great. Chris, as always, inside. unusual conditions inside today. We got Nina. Nina, thanks for all the support, honey. Yes, pleasure. We got Macaulay. Nice to see you, Macaulay. Yeah. We got Helen. Always a pleasure, Helen. I love to see you traveling lighter, babe. I really do. You've got a place in my heart, Helen. Yeah. Yes. Hank. Nice to see you, Hank. Another man from Amsterdam. Yes. We got Mickey, the matriarch of, the, of uh, Madeira, California. Always a pleasure. Yeah. We got Steve. Nice mm -hmm. to see you there, Steve. We got Emmanuel from Spain. Where in Spain are you from, Emmanuel? I'm in the north of Spain, in Pamplona. Oh, the north of Spain. All right, great. Nice to see you. Thanks for coming along with us. Thanks, Paul. Nice yes. to see you, too. Nice to see you, David, over there. Uh, we got Julie. Julie's got some... Uh, I'm going to go that direction soon with the hair, Julie. We'll do a Rastafarian look. 
We got uh, Alan, Alan and his brother. We got uh, PK from Rockville Center. He's got a strange outfit. I don't know what he's planning on doing, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah. I know we got Josh. Josh, is he back? Are you back in Melbourne? Or are you still away? Oh, that's nice. Still, still in port, but I wish. Oh, yeah, it's terrible yeah. out here today. It's what? It's rain. It's yeah, oh. it's raining, so I'm stuck in my cabin with, with my no self. It's raining here also. Kaiser, Keith, Keith will talk to you in the next day or two. We got we and Nick and Benjamin and whoever. Uh, let's see. We got Raf again, not Raf. Raf. We got Amelia, Nancy, Izzy, Izzy. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Rob. Is that me? That's a different what? Izzy. That's a different Izzy. No, no, you're not. There's somebody named Izzy. That's not me. I'm I'm the real one. Oh. I know you're the real one. There's a there's an imposter. No, I'm the real I'm the real Izzy. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank okay. God. Okay. No, I'll let her have that. All right. I All guess right. there is two. Okay. Okay. See All right. I'm gonna but listen, we'll be back on. Uh, it's the same link now for the recovery and the non-duality. The same one. So just I'll see you guys this week. I hope. Thanks. See you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Paul.